Well, hello, beautiful sisters. Amy Ann here. This isn't your normal Christian podcast. Let's get real. There really isn't anything normal about me. So how can it be? I'm not here to bully or shove anything down your throat. God has given me the most beautiful testimony, and he instructs us to share it throughout the Bible. So that's what I'm doing. I'll share some of my own personal trials that God has so lovingly carried me through in the hopes that you'll lean into El Shaddai, God Almighty, and allow him to transform you as he has and continues to do for me. So whether you just got home from work with your high heels on, or you're staring at a sink full of dishes, I'm here for you, sister. I see you and all the beautiful, messy life things you've got going on, and I'm here to pour some of God's light and love into you. So grab your water or whatever you prefer. Let me help you unwind. Spend some time with God and me, and let's see how deep he'll take us. Walk out of my grave clothes and I came out in a new robe. I was buried there for too long. Now I come alive in the one who has conquered it all. Father God, we come before you today completely humbled and surrendered and so thankful for your truth, for your word, for your love. Lord, I pray that you speak through me today. Guide my words. And I pray for everybody listening that they're able to listen with your ears. See with your eyes. Have a mind to understand and a heart to receive, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to do this podcast. Thank you for everybody listening. Lord, I pray that you bless them all. Amen. Well, hello, y'all. I pray that you are having a wonderful Friday. The song that's playing is called Grave Clothes, and it is one of my favorites right now. In my grave clothes, and I, in a new robe, I was buried there for too long. Now I come alive in the one who has conquered it all. I am doing a study on fear right now. And you know, to tell you the truth this morning, when I realized I had not studied fear in the Bible, I was shocked because that was one of the very first things that I realized I lived my life in. And I'm going to start with a verse about faith because I've realized that my entire journey chasing after Jesus, I have been looking for faith. And what kept me away from faith the most was all the fear that I had, all the fear I did not know that I was living in. So we're going to start with Hebrews 11, verses 1, 2, and 3. And it reads, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their condemnation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. You know, that that hit me so hard because it's really hard to have faith in something that you don't see, that you can't feel. But I can tell you over the years and through this journey, If you're looking, God will provide. He will 
show you that he is real. I'm a science person and I always have been. And the more that my eyes and my heart are opened up to God, the more I see so many signs that he is real and that I don't have to live in faith. This world was made out of things that are not visible. How profound is that, you guys? Worldly fear is quite literally a godless perspective. Fear makes us act in ways that we never wanted to. Fear will keep us from forgiving others like God calls us to do and in the way that God calls us to do. You know, I, I had an aha moment this morning that I really truly didn't understand what forgiveness was until today. You know, my husband was right all along. Forgiveness is not bringing up the past. Forgiveness is moving on and allowing God to do his work in us so that we don't continue down the same spirals. And in not forgiving him and in bringing up the past, I've done so much damage. And I've not only pushed him away from God, but I've also hindered my own walk with God. That's the last thing I wanted to do. Fear will keep you stuck believing things like nothing will ever change. We've gone through this so many times. They're only saying and doing that to get their way. But God calls us to be selfless. Not to focus on what others are doing or saying, but to focus on what we're doing and saying, our reactions. The saying that we hurt the ones we love the most is such an accurate statement. Fear will keep you hanging on to the things that will destroy relationships. But God calls us to forgive, let go, and let him do his job. In Mark 8, 17, Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he's saying, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? His disciples re responded, 12. Jesus responded, and seven for the 4,000 that we fed. Yet when they got on the boat and they realized that they had forgotten the bread, instead of trusting in Jesus, they fell into fear. I love how God speaks. The song that's playing right now is so appropriate. To a public school. It's called Crazy People by Casting Crowns. <laughs> the disciples had just wit witnessed Jesus providing for so many others, yet they had fear when they faced the issue themselves. Why are we as humans so much more comfortable in trusting ourselves than leaning into God for answers? We're so quick to take our will back when things look scary or dark ahead. His disciples witnessed a miracle. They literally witnessed miracle after miracle after miracle, yet fear was the very, very real emotion in their lives. 
God is pushing us to have complete faith in him, complete knowing that he is going to provide. He will never forsake us or leave us. But as humans, it's so hard to comprehend this because the world has consistently let us down. People and situations consistently let us down. So it's easy to think, how can I trust someone or something I cannot see? But you guys, true faith in God, having faith in what he has told you will set you free from the bondage of the enemy. I promise you, and I'm speaking from personal experience. God calls us to be fearful of nothing but him. That's the only way to receive a no perfect love. You know, in the middle of writing this podcast, uh, he had me start looking at all of the Bible verses that pertain to fear in the Bible. There's 23 verses and there's a few that more than a few that stood out to me. Joseph 24, 14, for the Lord, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and faithfulness. You guys, he's telling us, fear him, but serve him and be faithful and sincere. In every single one of these 23 verses, not one time did God say, fear your situation or the person. Every single one of them speak of fearing God. But as humans, we are so quick to fear the unknown, fear the situation, to fear the person. Psalms 27.1 says, the Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? One verse says, whom shall I fear and whom shall I be afraid? He's telling us over and over and over again, do not fear anything but me. Proverbs 1.7, I'm sorry if I said that was Proverbs 1.7, that was Psalms 27.1. Proverbs 1.7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And you know what? For a very long time, I was a fool. I went off of my own knowledge, my worldly knowledge, and especially when it came to forgiveness, because psychology and the world tells you that you have to talk about everything. You have to go over everything to make sure that that person understands and so that it never happens again. But in reality, God's working on their heart in that area. And we're called to love them and encourage them and empower them, not bring them back down because of their mistakes. Proverbs 29, 25 says, fear of man lays snares, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. And that one is so profound to me. I laid so many snares. And today I feel so safe in God's arms. Even when the enemy is attacking me, like he tried this morning, I lean into God and he shows me exactly what it is that I need to see. That's all I've ever wanted in my life. I wanted someone to help me, to guide me, to direct me. In my entire life, I had people that tried, but they, they didn't guide me to God. And the worldly ways are so, so different 
than the godly ways. And let me tell you, after 40 something years of doing things the worldly way, it's really hard to train your brain to do things the godly way. And the only way to do that is to lean into God, ask for his help, cry out to him. I can't tell you how many times I'm in my prayer closet crying to God because God, this hurts so bad. What are you asking me to do? Every single time he takes that fear, the pain, the anxiety, the insecurities, he takes them all away. And he floods me with his truth. The lies of the enemy start to go away and his truth starts to make make anchor in my heart. Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14 say the end of the matter all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, good or evil. In my entire life, I always thought there were so many people that did bad things to me, but yet they're still living lives of blessings. It looks like. And what I've learned over the years is that it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. People who are foolish and evil, they're suffering on the inside. They don't have Jesus in their lives. They may think that they know him, but that transformation hasn't come from the head to the heart yet. And they are still miserable inside, no matter how great their lives look on the outside. And it's not that I want any of them to have a life that is anything other than the life that God can provide. I want everybody's salvation. I've said it on Facebook many times when people try and banter with me about God and then they get nasty. I tell them all the time, I will not unfriend you because I would rather have your salvation than your friendship. I've had many people unfriend me and that's okay. I'm not here to control anybody's walk. I'm here to tell you my testimony and guide you back to God. Isaiah 43, 5 says, Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. We don't have to do anything except for lean into God. Develop a intimate and personal relationship with him and be obedient to his word, completely surrendered. And he'll do the rest. How freeing is that? Talk about being free from the bondage of sin. Mark 536 says, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. Only believe. Have faith in me, you guys. Only believe. God's saying, have faith in me. Fear me and believe what I say. You know, my pastor said something just this weekend that hit me hard. When God speaks, the enemy reacts. And it is so true, especially when he speaks into your purpose and calling. Because the enemy doesn't want you to succeed. The enemy wants to divide and destroy everything good that God is trying so hard to make. 
Luke 12, 32 says, fear not little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. My God, that is so loving and kind. I cried when I read that verse because I did not have a father that wanted to give me anything. In the end, before he died, he found God and I truly believe that he's in heaven. But during my childhood, the only thing that that man provided to me was a lot of fear, a lot of pain, a lot of judgment. He is the man that told me that I was satanic because I have visions. I had no idea just how much I lived in fear. Fear of everybody else's opinions, fear of everybody else in general. And like that song said in the beginning, I'm taking off my grave clothes. I am no longer living in the identities that other people have given me. I refuse to. And with God's help, actually, he's not even helping. He's literally carrying me through this season because there is no way that Amy could ever walk through what I've walked through over this last year. 2 Corinthians 7, 1 since, says, Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness and completion to the fear of God. You know, that one hit me pretty hard because I sat with my son last night. He's 13 years old, and he is on the most amazing journey with God. He's on fire for Jesus. And God put something on my heart yesterday that I had completely forgotten about, but that I needed to make amends to him for. And I talked about this in my podcast last night, but when he was younger, I think about 10, we were at my parents' house and I got mad about something and I went into the bathroom to go pray and I opened the door so hard that it smashed against the wall and made a hole. And instead of being honest, I allowed myself to live in fear and shame for a very long time. And I blamed it on my son. My stepdad made him come over and made him help him fix the hole. And I'm sure he gave him a lecture the entire time while my son was telling him, I didn't do it. I don't remember doing this. And you know, last night when we talked, he thanked me and said he, he felt like he was crazy. Those are the things that the devil will make you do. They make you hurt the people that you love the most. And I'm so thankful. I'm so incredibly thankful that God brought that up so that I could he could, not me. This has nothing to do with me. I have not done anything. I'm just being obedient but so that God could release my son from that bondage of feeling crazy. And so that he could know that his mom made a horrible mistake. And it, it brought us just a little bit closer. And it allows him to see that it's okay to make mistakes as long as you humble yourself. Make amends. And then do whatever it takes to restore whatever it was that you did. Second Timothy 1 7. 
I love this one. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Self-control has always been an issue for me. I lived in my giant emotions and I just allowed them to spew all over everybody. And it's quite amazing to see the difference between how the world reacts and how godly people react. I have some of the most amazing women in my life who continue to remind me to love no matter what. Love no matter what. <laughs> it's really hard to do, but it is so rewarding at the same time. First Peter 3.14 says, but even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. I, I created so much pain out there in, in the world. I caused so much pain for others. And so when I started suffering myself during this season, I thought I deserve that. I deserve everything that I'm getting. And in a sense I do because God is righteous and loving and kind and he, <laughs> He's the father that I never had, who punishes in a loving way. And what I have figured out is that along the way, I, I am suffering. I'm suffering for righteousness sake, and that's okay. I will suffer for righteousness sake every single day of my life if that's what God calls me to do, because I would rather live in spirit than live in flesh. I've said it so many times, there's nothing in, in my flesh that wants to live the life that I'm living right now. But my goodness, my spirit, my spirit is craving God's divine word. My spirit is craving God's will. And there's nothing that Satan can do that will make me turn away again. Even in Revelations, the end of days, when things are the worst, God tells us not to fear. Revelations 14, 7, fear God and give him glory because the, the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. See, he's not telling us fear the end of the wor world, fear Satan, fear everything that's going on. He's saying, fear me, walk obediently, and I will show you the way. My life first right now and forever is first John 4, 18 and 19. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. And you guys, that one was so profound for me this morning. I've said it so many times. God has shown me visions of my husband and I on stage telling our story and what we went through. 
And I can't tell you how many times he said, Amy, I have shown you. Why do you not trust me? Why are you in so much fear? And what it comes down to is it's the pain. I walked away from God so many times because the pain got too hard. And today I'm not walking away. There is no fear in love, which means I can trust God no matter what is going on, no matter what my husband's doing, no matter what it seems like is going on. God's in control. And I truly have no clue what's going on. I haven't spoken to my husband in weeks. But I know one thing for sure. I know that God's in control. And I know that his will is for us to be together. And as long as I abide by Exodus 14, 14, God will fight for you. You need only be still. In some versions, it says you may you need only be calm. As long as I do that, lean into him, and I'm obedient to what he says, he will conquer all of Satan's plans to destroy us. And what I've also learned is that Satan will use me to destroy us. Many, many, many occasions he has. And I'm so thankful that God has never given up. God has never led us stray. He has never forsaken us because no matter what we go through, even when we're in a spiral, he's still teaching us and he's still showing us his way. And when we come back together, I know that we will be more strong than we have ever been. We will see sides of each other that we never imagined we would see. And God will help us heal. God will help us trust. God will help us move forward on his foundation because of the trials we've gone through. So in the end, I wake up each morning and I thank Satan. I taunt him. I used to let him rule my days. But today, I'm so thankful that he tests me, that he tries so hard to bring me down because he's only making me stronger. He's only making me stronger in God because every time he attacks me, every time I get that negative narrative in my head, now I take it to God and I say, God, I know this is not from you. So what, what do I need to see and hear? And every single time like today, he shows me. Philippians 4.19 tells us, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. There's nothing that I need to worry about because God's going to provide. So, Amy, it's time to focus. Focus on you and your walk with God. <laughs> That's what I've been doing lately. I'm getting, I'm not getting, I have accepted a position with Water for Life Ministry, and we are doing fundraising to save babies in other countries, to provide water to families who are in desperate need of it because the bacteria in, the, in their water is horrible. And I just learned that not only do these poor children and women have to walk two to three miles each way to get their water, come back and boil it and then wait for it to be cool, but they also have to walk in fear that they will be raped every time that they go. And you guys, my passion is for children and broken people. And 
my story has so much sexual abuse in it. That brought me to my knees in prayer for these people because I lived in fear for so much of my life, looking over my shoulder, scared to death that was going to happen again. And I am so thankful that God has given me this opportunity to help others out there that are in that same fear. I cannot wait next year to go to Guatemala and Kenya and share the love of Jesus with these people. I can't, I can't wait to see what Jesus has in store for me. I pray that this helps somebody out there. I pray that you lean into Jesus and get his answers because he is so faithful and loving you guys. He does not want you to live in fear, but from personal experience, he wants you to heal and healing causes so much fear because the world is an evil place. Father God, I thank you for everybody that's listening to this today. And I just pray that you bless them all. Show them your way. Help them live firmly planted on your foundation, rooted in your truth and your word every single day. Lord, I pray for everybody suffering right now. There is so much going on in the world, and I just pray for everybody suffering. You are doing something mighty right now. You are gathering up your people in your name, and there is going to be a fight in your name. And Lord, I am so proud to be one of those fighting for you. Thank you, Lord, for everybody that's listening. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I pray that you all have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for listening. And you know, reach out. Reach out to godly people. You can reach out to me anytime. I am always available. My job is not to tell you what to do, but rather share my testimony with you and guide you back to God so that he can tell you what to do in your life and your circumstances, because he is the only one that knows. I don't know. All those people on the internet that you're asking, they don't know. Lean into God and ask him. God bless you all. If nobody's told you yet, I love you. And so does Jesus.